Welcome to A Woman's Clarity, a new program by C2P. A Woman's Clarity aims to help both women and men in the financial services industry reach their full potential by interacting with like-minded, strong, and motivated holistic advisors. We've partnered within our network of institutional and carrier partners to bring expertise, advice, tips, and more from talented female leaders, professionals, and practitioners from the finance sector. Hello, I'm Kirsten Schlumbaum, Vice President of Annuity Sales here at C2P and host of A Woman's Clarity. I am exuberant this morning, getting the opportunity to work with Hammer Financial Group and Tammy Taylor, their insurance specialist, because any day is a good day when I get some hammer time. <laughs> Don't call, or tell Greg I said that or make sure he listens. Um, I will, for sure. Tammy, thank you so much for being with me today because I feel like our topic, life insurance and women, is super important every day of the year. But thank you for taking the time today to talk with us, our audience, and anyone listening about this topic. But before we get into the topic, I would love to have you share with me about you, your role, and what you do at Hammer Financial Group. Sure. And thank you for having me. I, I really appreciate it. My role at Hammer Financial Group is I'm the insurance specialist here. So I don't just deal in life insurance, although that's a big part of what I do. I do life insurance. I do long-term care. I do some Medicare. And I also do a lot of their fixed business. So I wear a lot of hats here at Hammer Financial Group. But that's kind of kind of what I do here. Well, I think it's an integral part of the process at Hammer for their clients' future retirement and uh, basically taking care of their holistic plan. So since you've been at, at Hammer, this has been your specialty, but can you share a little bit more about how you got into the industry? Because a lot of times we fall in it into it accidentally, but this was a decision that you made purposefully. So would you share your story? Sure. I actually started in the business at Northwestern Mutual in Chicago, and I was not an advisor. I went to work for an agent there. And so that's how I started in the business. I was his assistant, and I really learned the life insurance business through him. And that was really, uh, I worked with Gina Pellegrini, and that was how I ended up meeting Greg Hammer. Um <laughs> You know, so I did leave Northwestern Mutual after a number of years, and I worked with a lot of independent companies, but Gina was the one that introduced me to Greg, and I've been with Hammer now for five years, and I absolutely love what I do. That's fantastic. Like, I accidentally fell into this business. I was going to be a social worker and change the world, realized that was not necessarily the route I wanted to do, but I started in the business selling life insurance door-to-door at like wow. 24, 25, looking like I was 15, but it, I found my passion. So it's always awesome when I hear people who started in this industry on a, with a purpose and they maintain their passion. So I'm, again, I'm excited to have you here for this conversation because statistically speaking, life insurance is really important to the female demographic. It's also important to the male demographic, but based on my research, anybody who listens to the podcast knows I'm a a fact hound, a little bit of a nerd, but based on an article in Forbes an advisor in June of 2023, women are 22% light, less likely as men to have life insurance or black life insurance. Roughly six out of 10 men own life insurance where it's less than one out of five women have ownership of life insurance. And it's on the decline 
It's been decreasing over the last five years. In 2020, more than 18 million American women, which is roughly about 14%, lost their life insurance coverage, whether it was because they were no longer working during the COVID crisis or they couldn't afford it, but they, they lost their coverage. And of these mm-hmm. women, they just said 36% cited it because they lost their jobs unexpectedly. And that was the coverage they had. So they were relying on their life insurance only through their employment, which it's great that employers offer it, but doesn't necessarily give them the protection that they need for life. Right. And I think that that is very true across the board for men and women. A lot of times, particularly with young people, as I'm speaking with them about life insurance, that's what they'll say. Well, I have a group policy, but they really don't understand that their group policy does not go with them if they change jobs. And young people today are changing jobs you know, quite a bit. It's not like when I first started in working and people took a job and they stayed at it for 25, 30, 35 years. People change jobs every three to five years now. That's that's not unusual. So it really, really is important that people own some life insurance personally that they can just take with them, that they have with them forever. Yeah. Since we're, we're talking about life insurance and we're talking about why women and of course, men need life insurance too. Can you share with us why it's so important, especially with your specialization and your work history, why is life insurance important for women? Well, I think there's a number of different reasons, but I think when you and I talked last week, we talked about the average age of a widow in the United States is 59 years old. So that's very, very young. So it's super important that that widow had some life insurance on her husband so that she's going to be okay and that their kids are going to be okay if something happens to him prematurely. But also for women, okay, so, you know, let's say you have lost your husband. Now you definitely need to have some life insurance in case something happens to you. And the other thing just to be, you know, aware of is we've talked about before, 80% of women die single and 80% of men die married. Okay. So it is really, really important that we have some life insurance just really to leave uh, to our kids as a legacy as well. And I know as we look at like life insurance, there's been an evolution in life insurance. It's not just the life insurance that are grandparents and great-grandparents had. And it's not just necessary to only protect the male in the household with life insurance because they may or may not make more money than the female, but there's the human capital that we're looking at as well. Because if the husband loses his wife and there's no life insurance, there's an income deficit. There is a caregiving deficit. So can you share more about how life insurance is involved and why you also look at protecting women in this case? Well, exactly for what you said. We are, people my age or your age are really the sandwich generation. Women are caregivers to both their children, right? Mm-hmm. As well as their parents. And most of them are working full-time. Some of them are the primary breadwinner in a household. And in a lot of cases, they are. So yeah, if something happens to them prematurely, you have to make sure, number one, that their family is taken care of. 
And also, if they are not the primary breadwinner, but they are the person that takes care of their family and their kids, that 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 can be replaced, that that income can be replaced. Because anyone that has young children and they have daycare, they know what the cost of that is. And that's very, very expensive. And then if they're also taking care of their parents. What about the people that are also taking care of their parents and if they die prematurely? So the need for life insurance for women is there in in every realm. Yep. So I, I want to briefly, because I, I naturally always assume that people listening to the podcast are financial advisors. There may be some that might not focus on life insurance or maybe somebody's listening from a consumer point of view. But will you kind of run through the different types of life insurance? Like we, like my parents bought a whole life policy on me when I was seven or eight years old, but insurance today is not the same. So can you start with the basics and kind of go more to the intricacies of life insurance? Sure. Well, when I first started in the business and I was at Northwestern Mutual, we primarily sold two types of life insurance. We told, sold term insurance, which just provided a death benefit which is very important. It's still very important today for young families to make sure that they have enough coverage if something happens to them too early. So that's term insurance and that's been around forever. And then then the next thing that we sold when I had first started was a whole life policy, whole life insurance that would pay you if you lived, it would pay you if you died, and it would pay you if you became disabled. And that product is still out there, but as you age, that policy becomes very, very expensive. So as things changed in the industry, the next really level of insurance that came on was variable life insurance and variable universal life insurance. And that moved with the market. So we still see some of those policies today. And then there is indexed, universal indexed um life insurance, the IUL products that are out there today. So lots of different products that are out there that we are working with our clients on uh, or working with our clients with. Yeah. Yeah. And you did kind of go from least expensive to more of a financial commitment based on the different types of needs there are for life insurance. And so I appreciate you doing that. At Hammer, you guys follow the bucket planning process really well. And I know that when your team is working through the process or doing the priorities and concerns worksheet. So can you share with me at what process, what point in the process is your team bringing you in? And then I want to talk more about the different types of life insurance and the sandwich generation and how this is really important for women to really take a minute to pause on what kind of insurance they may need. Sure. So when uh, the advisors here in our office are doing the goals and concerns worksheet with the client, one of the things that they're looking for is, is that a concern of theirs? Is legacy planning a concern? Is protection a concern? You know, is estate planning a concern? Because all of those different things are reasons that you may need or want some life insurance. So that's usually the point when I get involved um, with the client. Okay. And when you're getting involved with the client, how are you helping your clients decide what insurance best fits their need? 
Well, again, that's all based on a lot of fact finding, a lot of talking with the client to figure out what their needs are. The other thing is at Hammer, a lot of our clients are my age and older, right? We're not, we don't have a lot of younger clients. And at some point, they have purchased a life insurance policy. The big thing with life insurance policies that people don't understand, it's probably one of the biggest assets that you may have. But people buy a life insurance policy and they throw it in a drawer and they never look at it. Agents are not sold to review life insurance. They're sold, they're paid to sell it. Okay, so these policies are not being reviewed. So that's one of the other things that we really try to focus on at Hammer is reviewing those policies and seeing what they look like and how they're going to perform for the client when they actually need that. When, you know, the worst thing is to look at a policy that's underperforming and at age 67 or age 70, the insurance is over. Right. Because that's when you're going to need it the most. That's when you that's when you're going to need it. So we try to review those policies with people and see if we can either help save the policy or even maybe transfer it into something else. I love that. Not only about Hammer Financial, but about working with C2P and our holistic advisors is that we have the conversations and we continue to have the conversations because at the end of the day, we recognize that some of our clients have done great work and put things in place, but haven't looked at it since they put it in that kitchen drawer and just think that they are protected. But like I said earlier, there's been an evolution in life insurance products. We not only have like more than term insurance or whole life, we've got guaranteed universal life, index universal life, variable universal life, and asset-based long-term care life insurance policies. Right. And they may just have a policy that could cover burial, but doesn't cover critical illness. Terminal right. long-term right. care. So I want to bring us back to, since you kind of framed it up with your policy reviews and how you want to make sure your clients are covered. Let's talk a little bit more about the sandwich generation where a woman is not only taking care of her kids, they could still be in high school, maybe they're back from college, but also taking care of their parents because there's a responsibility on them. So can you share more about some of the key features that are beneficial to women in these positions, whether it's a IUL or, and I hope you talk about the asset-based long-term care, especially since November is long-term care awareness month. And this isn't a sale. This is a conversation about protection, in my opinion. It definitely is. Asset-based long-term care is really something that I try to focus on with most all of our clients. Because again, as I mentioned, a lot of our clients are in my age range. And so that's the time, this is the time really even earlier than this to start talking to them about long-term care insurance. But on the life insurance side, there are long-term care riders that you can add onto policies. Long-term care riders, critical illness riders, terminal illness riders. So all different types of things that you can add on to any of these types of policies. So we do try to look at that with all of our clients when they're looking at purchasing life insurance. Is this something that's important to you and how we can add that and as a benefit to them, you know, because life insurance has so many different benefits. 
I know you keep I know you keep saying that your client base is a little bit older and you're referring to your age, but even at my age, I'm closer to 50 than I am 40. Right. And what I've been experiencing with my family, it's on my radar. I feel if we can have the conversations also earlier to help for tablet protection conversation while we're healthy, we right. have a better opportunity to protect that future benefit because we're getting it where there's no pre-existing conditions or exclusionary. Right. Right. The earlier you can buy life insurance, the better off you are because you're nailing down that rate at a younger age. And so, yeah, if you can do that, that's really, really important. And on the long-term care side, we know that 70% of people over the age of 65 are going to have some form, are going to need some form of long-term care during their lifetime. So it is really, really important that we talk to our clients about that and just, you know, speak with them about that. And so asset-based long-term care is, again, something that I really focus on here at Hammer and in my own practice here. So I think it's really, really, really important. Yeah. I know that your clients are referred to you from other advisors in the office. Mm-hmm. Can you set up a framework of how you have that conversation? Because again, a lot of people think of life insurance as a one and done sale, but we look at it as a protection conversation. I mean, life insurance in itself, is a little bit, for lack of a better term, an easier conversation because I can see the need when you're moving into more of the asset-based long-term care or long-term care conversation. It's a little bit more of a sensitive conversation. So right. For the listening audience, how you approach this? Yeah. I mean, what we really do, again, if it's on the goals and concerns sheet, that that's something that they're concerned about. It is one of the areas that we try to focus on with our clients. If the conversation is so much easier, if you have a client that has had some type of an experience with a loved one that either has a need for long-term care, they're in a nursing home situation, something like that, then that conversation is so much easier because they already know, hey, we're experiencing these problems. We don't want our kids to experience what we have experienced. So the conversation is so much easier. But when you are talking to people that have not had that experience, someone like myself, I my mom died at 94. She was pretty much healthy 93 years of her life. So the last year of her life, she was sick, but she didn't spend any time in a nursing home. She needed very little assistance from anyone. So in my mind, I think I'm never going to need long-term care insurance. Why would I need that? Even though I know that statistic, right? I know that 70% of people over the age of 65 are going to need some form of long-term care. So why wouldn't I believe it? It's something that I do every day, but I do think it is a hard conversation. And I think what you have to try to get people to do is really to visualize what their life is going to look like 20 years down the road. And that sometimes is a hard thing to do. And as I I mentioned to you in the past, this is not a one-time conversation when you're talking about long-term care insurance. You know, we're meeting with people three, four times to talk about it before they make a decision. And sometimes 
It's not even this year. We talk about it this year with them and they maybe may not act on it for a year or two years down the road. So it really is just continually talking to them and just bringing it to the forefront. And the really nice thing about asset-based long-term care, it's not a use it or lose it proposition, right? It pays you if you need the coverage for long-term care. It pays you if you end up dying and you don't use it for long-term care. And it also, if you become disabled, they will also pay the premium for you on that policy. So it really does a lot of different things. And it's also a dollar for dollar reduction. So if you have a policy that maybe is a $200,000 benefit that and you only use $100,000 of the benefit for long-term care, the other $100,000 goes back to your beneficiaries. And you always have to remember that life insurance (laughs) passes to the beneficiary tax-free, and that is a huge benefit. Well, also with the long-term care, I want to point out is, you know, when I think of long-term care, I think of nursing home. I think of my grandfather back in the early 80s being in a nursing home after having a stroke, sterile, uncomfortable. And it makes my eyes tear up because the only words I could understand from him was that he'd get angry is the curse words or he would say he loved me. So I have that memory. But it's not the same type of situations anymore because it's not just you have to go into a nursing home to a sterile environment. It is two of six activities of daily living. You can go into a a nursing home. They're actually a lot different than where my grandfather was or home health care. So I think about my situation. I just assume at my older ages, I'm going to have memory loss. I'm going to be either at home or in a facility with my hot pink running shoes, thinking I'm running a marathon and I'm just shuffling my feet down the hallway, probably not wearing the right clothing. As long as you have some clothing, that's all that's important. <laughs> Benefit because it's not just going into a nursing home. Sorry. Right. Yeah, no, exactly. It is not just uh it is not just for nursing home, right? And I talk to people, you know, every day about long-term care, someone every day about long-term care insurance and about long-term care just in general. And no one ever says that they want to age. Uh, in a nursing home. I've never had one person ever say that to me, that they want to age in a nursing home. But we do know that sometimes that is the only option that's available. But there is with asset-based long-term care, with all long-term care insurance in most situations, it can be a home benefit. It can be used for daycare. It can be used in assisted living, in a long-term care facility. So there's all different ways in which you can use the benefit. And so I think that's what makes it it really a great benefit. And though we have access to traditional long-term care insurance, we can always provide that for the clients if they want it. Using an asset-based long-term care or using a IUL or insurance product writer care (laughs) writer is... Not the same thing because, like you said earlier, you do, if you don't use it, you don't lose it. There's still a benefit to your clients leaving a legacy or take care, taking care of something else if they need to based on the cash flow. Right. 
Right. Traditional long-term care insurance was great when it first came out. But what happened is the premiums ended up that they were able to change the premiums on it. And that became a, a, a big concern for clients that have bought it. And also it works a, a lot like car insurance, right? It's just, it's a use it or lose it. So if you don't use it, you know, that benefit goes back to no one. And that is so much different on the asset-based long-term care side. And so that's why we really like that product for our clients. And that's why yeah. I like it's not your grandparents or great-grandparents uh -huh. for care coverage. This is an opportunity for you to protect your loved ones. Again, it's that protection conversation because if 80% of men pass away married and 80% of women pass away Single, so, yep. Well, that is from Kiplinger. I do have an article up, so I compliance will approve us using a statistic. Okay, yep. Um, but I have that. You have to think about that as a woman. If I'm going to take care of my husband, who is going to take care of me? Like I don't. So I don't want my partner's kids to feel necessarily responsible for me. I don't want my partner to feel. I don't want him to feel like he's got to take care of me if it's too hard for him. But you know, chances are I'm going to outlive him. But I want to have that protection conversation for myself, but I, I think well, sometimes we women sacrifice ourselves because we're like, I can always take care of myself. There will come a point in time where I will not be able to do that for myself. Exactly. So I, I, and I always do bring that to the attention of my clients, both men and women that listen, chances are you as the spouse, as the woman, are going to end up taking care of your husband. He's going to be fine. His need for long-term care is much less than your need for long-term care because chances are you are going to be by yourself and who's going to take care of you. And I think that, that it's really important for people to focus on that. The other thing I think that's really important about long-term care is that it also gives you, it gives you the ability to say, I can go ahead and spend my money, right? All the money that I've worked so hard to save for my retirement, it really, it, it lets me go ahead and spend that because now I know I'm protected if something happens to me and I need a long-term and, and I need it for any type of a long-term care stay, or if I need someone to come into my house. So it just, it really just says, go ahead and, and spend your money. You know what I mean? Because your kids are going to, to either get the life insurance or you're going to use the long-term care, you know, to take care of you. But that also goes for the living benefits tied to a fixed indexed universal yep. life because, you know, women get breast cancer, women get sick. And if they can, you know, and they can use that to help take care of themselves if they have young children or their kids are at college or they're also taking care of their parents. Right. It's just, again, it's that protection conversation, but it also comes from a place of love. If we're protecting, if we're doing this, we're not only protecting ourselves, we're protecting those we love from caregiver crisis and grief. If we can have somebody else help them help us in the time of need. It's right. Exactly. Nobody wants their kids to have to take care of them. Right. They want their kids to want to be able to come there and visit and enjoy them and spend time with them. But they don't want them to feel like they have to come there to take care of them. No one, no, no parent wants that. Right. No. My mom wants me to sneak her cookies, not take care exactly. of her. Exactly. She wants exactly. me to bring her Diet Mountain Dew, not take care yeah. of her. 
Exactly. So I honor her wishes because maybe you know, she's in a right. state for herself, but it's that thought. It's a conversation and it's about protection and love. Mm-hmm. And as we're kind of wrapping up, I always love talking to Hammer, Hammer Financial. I can probably talk all day with you guys because I love the conversations that we have. Since there is a little bit of discrepancy for women owning life insurance or purchasing life insurance for themselves, what words of wisdom, based on your experience, oh Tanji, would you share with women who are thinking and how would you move them from the thinking position to the action decision? Right. And I think that that is something that well, most people think about buying life insurance, right? But they a lot of people do not pull the trigger. And I do think that it's just somebody talking to them about it, nudging them about it, you know, continuing to make those telephone calls. I am of the belief that you should be following up with your clients every a couple of times a year and kind of just reviewing those things with them and bringing up the insurance conversation again and again and again. And, you know, I always say life insurance, again, it, it's, it pays you if you live, it pays you if you die, it can't pays you if you become disabled. So it really does a lot of different things. And pretty soon someone will say back to me, boy, that life insurance, he has a lot of benefits and it really, really does. Right. And I would encourage anybody listening. If you are a financial professional, if you're a holistic advisor, you have to have the conversation with your clients. And if you don't have the bandwidth, you should hire a person like Tammy office to take on that responsibility to have that ongoing conversation about protection and love. And anybody listening who's not an advisor and you're in my age group, it's time to stop and think about protecting yourself and what you want in the future. Whether it's life insurance to protect you, you know, if you pass away too soon or you have, unfortunately, get diagnosed with a diagnosis that is cancer or life-threatening where you need the critical benefits or terminal illness benefits. And furthermore, any long-term care benefits, because the best time to buy insurance is now, and it's now, it's Mm -hmm. not when something happens to you, because most times we think about buying or purchasing life insurance, other types of insurance after something happens, and it makes it harder for us to achieve that goal. Everybody wants it when they can't get it. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm just that passionate about what you do, Tammy, and I do appreciate you giving me your time. Again, I'm going to say I love camera time. It makes my day. Anybody listening, I'm going to say this. If you are a financial advisor and you need help with this conversation, we here at C2P have specialists and great people within C2P to help you with your holistic planning. Um, If you are a person out there and you're thinking about life insurance and you need a reference to a great advisor, let me know. I will point you in the right direction. If Tammy can help you, I'm going to send you Tammy's way. Um, (laughs) But I appreciate you giving me your time. I appreciate everything Hammer Financial does with C2P. And to everybody listening, thank you for listening. And whatever you do today, make it a great day. At the time of delivery and any subsequent publishing, information was deemed reliable but is subject to change by the time of viewing or listening. 
The contents of this piece include the opinions and projections of C2P, are subject to change, and are for informational purposes only. The information provided in this presentation is not intended to be individual investment, tax, or legal advice.